ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. Welcome to a very special uh, post-Thanksgiving broadcast. We're going to have a great time tonight. I'm glad you chose to tune in, and I promise to give you hope in Christ Jesus. You know, God has a great plan in motion right now, and I want to encourage you, don't be dismayed with what the news media is saying. God only has something good planned for you and I, amen, and also for our nation, America the Beautiful. You can believe it. God's planning something great. Uh, If you've been tuned into this a prophetic voice. You've been hearing the voice of hope. Uh, and you know that you know that God is reversing the curse right now. And uh, everything is still turning around and God is accelerating the turnaround. So don't be shaken by the things that are being reported. <clears throat> God has declared his power and his protection over his ecclesia and over Israel. And nothing shall by any means harm God's chosen ones. You know, the Bible says, no weapon formed against you will prosper, and every tongue of judgment that rises up against you, we shall condemn it. Amen. Listen to me. The Bible says, when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. You receive it. And that's what's going to happen for you tonight. You're going to receive the reward of the Lord. We're in a season of spiritual warfare, but yes, we are on the winning team. And God never loses, amen? Because when God arises, his enemies are scattered, and I believe God is arising today. He's on your battlefield, and he's fighting your battles right now. And you know, when you prophesy and you declare uh, what God has said over your life and you re-prophesy these things, you're releasing the most powerful force in the universe, God's voice. Psalm 29 says that God's voice shakes the heavens and the earth, and the God of glory thunders when he speaks. And listen, when God speaks, he releases supernatural protection and supernatural intervention for you and for your whole household. Absolutely nothing is impossible for God. And so I want to encourage you, (coughs) speak what God has said. Say what the Lord has said. Don't say what others are saying. Speak life. Amen. Well, what about the elections and and all that occurred? And we thought it was going to go one way, but it went a different way. Listen to me. Just Just for the next hour, forget about the elections. Just for a moment. God is still shaking and shaping this nation, America the beautiful, and he's shaping and shaking the nations of the earth. And God is not limited to an election. And by the way, there are still things being ironed out with these uh, midterms and and things are still being questioned and brought into question and, you know, it's not over. And so God sees a much bigger picture than we do. And sometimes we hear a word and we try to figure out every way that that word will come to pass. And most of the time, almost all the time, prophetic words come to pass slightly different than what we thought they would or how we imagined they would come to pass. And so I want to, what I want to get you to understand and, and get tonight is that the enemy did not prevail against God's elect. God is still on the throne. God is still moving things. He's still changing things. He's still turning everything around. Things are still in a divine reversal moment. 
and things are shifting forward for God's plan uh, to be unveiled. And uh, I heard the Lord say that to me at around 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning as I was awakened by the Lord. I began to pray, and uh, I heard the Lord say this, I have a plan still yet to be unveiled. Let me say that again. The Lord said this to me in the middle of the night. I wasn't hardly awake. I wasn't really thinking about very much. I just started praying and, and pressing into the Lord. And I heard the Lord very clearly say, I have a plan still yet to be unveiled. As I continued to press in the Lord, into the Lord in prayer and in praise last night, God continued to say, I've got more to reveal to the church and I've got more to reveal to America. Let me encourage you that the future is going to be much better than you know. This is a time of divine reversals. In the book of Esther, it looked like Haman was prevailing against the Jews. In fact, it, uh, he had the second highest position in government, and uh, he had issued a decree uh, that all the Jews uh, could be killed uh, starting this particular day. And anything and everything they had, you could just kill them and take their stuff. And it looked like they were prevailing until God reversed everything. <clears throat> then Haman, who had built gallows uh, for Mordecai and for his family to be hung on, Haman and all his sons were hanged on the gallows that they built for Mordecai. By the way, Haman had 10 sons. They were all hung on these gallows. So when I say there's more to come and the turnaround is here, I want you to know God still knows how to set the stage for a great setup where the enemy is entirely caught off guard, entirely humiliated, and the judgment of the Lord comes down on his head. Listen, God is sorting things out right now, and, and it'll happen in his timing and right in his pace and at the, at the right moment that he decided. Amen. So I'm grateful uh, that you're here with us tonight. I'm grateful for this broadcast. It's going to be kind of a special broadcast. Sometimes it's challenging uh, to just minister to a camera uh, with no people in the studio here. Uh, but I understand that as I'm ministering to this camera, I'm ministering to a global audience, tuning in either live or at various other times. And I want you to know I love and appreciate all of you. And I am committed, even in the midst of uh, vocal challenges, I'm committed to serving you with the prophetic mantle on my life. And I'm excited to continue to pioneer the future with you. Let me tell you, God has much more in store for all of us. Don't be discouraged by all the negativity out there. This is a season to celebrate. Begin to rejoice in the Lord. That's why Apostle Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Don't be caught off guard. Start rejoicing. Stir up the gift of God within you. And listen, when you've done all to stand, continue to stand for the future that God has prophesied and promised. Because God is not a man that he should lie. And the Bible says he will not alter the thing that has gone forth from his mouth. Amen. I want you to know that this is a house of hope. We are a house of hope. And many that watch, they don't attend church regularly. They're God's sheep. 
and they've had enough of the religious systems. And so they're here online with us. And I want you to know we welcome you and we encourage you to stay plugged in with us right where you are. And I guarantee you, God's going to restore your hope and he's going to give you a strength to carry on with the vision that he's put inside of you. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are ahead of you. Amen. Why can I say that? Because I believe God has given us the keys to the kingdom to unlock destiny and purpose for his people. And I see a greater day coming for you. I see the reward of the Lord coming for you. And our faith is moving mountains together. And together we're prophesying to dead bones and life is returning. And I know the impossible is being made possible for you by Almighty God right now. Amen. I just want to take a few moments and and pray. I'm so grateful for the presence of the Lord. You know, David wrote, Who shall dwell in his sanctuary? And who shall live on his holy hill? He, He who respects and fears the Lord. He who has a blameless heart. He who speaks truth and does what is right. He who has no slander on his tongue and speaks no evil of his neighbor. He who does not cast a slur upon his fellow man. He who keeps his oath even when it hurts and and will not change his mind. He who lends freely without gaining interest. He who does not accept a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never, never be shaken. And Lord, I pray today, Lord of hosts, that we would remember it's you who fights our battles for us. Our part is like Jehoshaphat in the valley of decision to draw near to you in praise and in prayer and in proclamation, acknowledging our utter dependence upon you. We can do nothing but trust in you, Father. And we do come boldly, boldly because of the blood of Jesus Christ to your throne. And through this precious blood, you've given us entrance into the holy place, your throne of grace. And tonight, Father, we draw near and we receive mercy and grace to help all of us right now in our time of need. John 20, 22 says, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill us again. Fill us again, I pray. Fill us to overflowing. We're your temple. We desire your infilling. And as you fill us, we receive light. We receive light. We receive life. We receive power. We receive purity. We receive wisdom for our circumstances. Precious blessings which are inseparable from your your Holy Spirit's divine presence. Holy Spirit, invade every heart and home today. Remove from us everything that would hurt our souls and interrupt our communion with you. We call upon you today to protect America and protect Israel, as you've done for so many years now. Cause your church, your ecclesia, to arise in faith, knowing that you are wiping the slate clean and there's no condemnation or imputing of sin and its consequences on your people. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for your light 
your light is driving out all darkness from from us personally, from our family, from our our community, from our nation. Drive out the darkness, Father. Let your uh, your light begin to shine. And as your people, we say, like Isaiah did in Isaiah 60, arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And we bless you today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, it's a privilege and it's an honor to come together on this post-Thanksgiving Day broadcast. I'm sure everybody got a, a full belly last night and uh, celebrated our 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 nation and what God has done and giving thanks. If you didn't see my message last Sunday on giving thanks, it's a great message. I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Very powerful message on being grateful and giving thanks to God. I want to thank you for being a part of what God is doing with this house. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part. You could be anywhere else right now, but you're here and I'm grateful for that. Isn't it a great feeling to know you're clean and you're pure before God and there's no recollection of sin, only mercy and grace? I want to let you know we're going to receive communion later in this broadcast. So please, if you can, get your crackers and your juice or your Wonder Bread and your water, however you're going to do it. And at the end of the broadcast, we're going to receive it together. And uh, listen, I'm aware of the volatility of the current affairs of this nation. I'm not blind to it. I'm very aware of it. But I know this. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And nothing's going to stop me from coming to the table of the Lord and remembering what he's done. Amen. We are not ignorant of the enemy's devices, but we celebrate our God. And we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And if God be for us, who or what could ever successfully be against us? Amen. I also want to encourage you to come to church, LifePoint Church. Uh, We meet every Sunday at 4 p.m. right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And as a special treat this Sunday, I'll be leading worship again with my team. It's going to be a great time. I'll also be ministering prophetically over some, so you don't want to miss that. That's this Sunday, 4 p.m. at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a powerful time. I've got a word for you. And just so you can put it on your calendar, January 1st, 2023 is also on a Sunday, and I'll be releasing the word of the Lord for the new year on that Sunday. So mark it down, make plans to be here for that, 403 Walton Ferry Road right here, Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'll be proclaiming the word of the Lord, and what I believe God has shown me for the future of this nation, for the future of the church what's happening in 2023 and beyond. And listen, I get a lot of people wanting me to come and release the word of the Lord over their churches. Some cases I do that. Other cases I can Zoom uh, conference calls and those kind of things. But I want to encourage you to be here in the house, LifePoint Church, on January 1st. Will you do that? Will you come be a part of what God's going to do on that day? I'll be making some powerful prophetic proclamations over this new year, and you don't want to miss what God is saying. It's incredible 
the anointing that God releases in that one particular moment. And so I encourage you, make plans, be there with us. Amen. Listen, prophets are a unique representation of the mantle of Christ. I've taught you before about the fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That is the fivefold ministry. It is the mantle of Jesus Christ, the full mantle. Jesus didn't give anybody the full mantle. He divided it into five parts. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And prophets are very unique and different. And I can remember when someone wanted to try to classify the prophets uh, through certain personality profiles and tests. And and uh, this was at Christian International years ago when we were in um, Bible school there and in prophetic training. And, and uh, so they were, they were certain that prophets had certain personality traits that were uh, that were all the same. And, uh, and they approached Bishop Hammond and asked if they could interview and test uh, the prophets at Christian International. And we all went through the testing. And you know what they found out? Everybody was entirely different and unique from each other. No two prophets had the same anything. And Bishop Hammond spoke with such grace and such wisdom, pointing, to, pointing out to us, that God makes each of us unique, and no two prophets are even the same in Scripture either. You know, sometimes prophets are unquestionably controversial, and we cannot help it. If there's anything that's similar, it's the abandonment of all fear. Prophets have to become fearless. You have to be fearless enough to say, thus saith the Lord. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a weight it is a challenge to be a prophet, to be called to the office of a prophet, and then to say, thus saith the Lord. And then it's not only your theology on the line, but your reputation as well. And so God does not look for uh, wimps. He doesn't use wimps. He uses warriors. Prophets have to be strong warriors and know that the requirement is courage and boldness. You know, I can't even begin to tell you some of the craziest things that I prophesied that even when I was prophesying them, I was saying, God, what am I saying? What are you, what are you telling me? What is coming out of my mouth? Only to find out that it was extremely accurate. And uh, so it takes that boldness. It takes that courage. It takes that fearlessness uh, to be able to say, thus saith the Lord. And in this new year, 2023, I believe God is giving us uh, some some strong words uh, for what's coming. And uh, I, I also believe that God's giving us a facility uh, and that we can begin to train up prophets and apostles with a greater boldness and a greater accuracy. There needs to be uh, a training. There needs to be uh, development. You know, too many people are are sensing a call or even just sensing a prophetic word <clears throat> and somebody calls them a prophet, and then they begin to set up uh, all this stuff, and they end up going shipwrecked because they have no accountability, no training, no development, uh, no one to tell them right from wrong. And so I believe in 2023, God's giving us a place where we can really train up prophets, train up the, the prophetic generation. You don't have to be a prophet to be part of the prophetic generation. 
Uh, and, and we're going to have many opportunities for God's people to be trained and activated in a deeper prophetic flow. <clears throat> Remember, Apostle Paul said, you may all prophesy. And so not everyone's a prophet, but everybody can prophesy. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, 2023 is going to be awesome. You know, also last night when I was praying, the Lord uh, shared some things with me uh, regarding Israel and uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. And God told me he is shaking up the parliamentary procedures and he will reshape the process to make certain allowances for Benjamin Netanyahu's government to come together and to form so that God can rule righteously through this prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. Now, I don't know what all that means. We're going to see how that unfolds. But God spoke that to me last night. He also spoke to me regarding Brazil and uh, President Bolsonaro. God spoke to me that there was going to be a revote. A revote was about to happen. And this time it would be without the previous flawed interventions. <clears throat> and Bolsonaro would take the highest seat of power in that nation. So Brazil, get ready to see the hand of the Lord move your mountain. Amen. These are signs. These are signs to the prophetic church that God is not idle, but he's actively involved in the affairs of his people, and he's answering your prayers, and you're going to see it. Amen. God hears what you're praying over your nation, and you're going to see his hand move in your nation. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Tonight, I felt God wanted to just continue with a prophetic workshop. You know, this is kind of a a, a bonus night, uh, the night after Thanksgiving. Most people are just uh, relaxing. But those of you that are faithful to tune in, I want to give you a, a, a full meal today. And uh, I've been touching on, on the prophetic workshop some. Uh, but if you'll just give me a few minutes, I want to encourage you with this teaching. You know, we've entered into a, a season of new beginnings. It is a time of reversal. It is a time of turnaround. It is a time of new beginnings. You're going to see new things, <clears throat> not old things uh, continuing, but new things beginning. The old has run its course, and God is bringing forth the new. But we've got to be determined to let go of the past if we want to possess the new. Let me be very clear about that. God's challenging some of you to let go of some things of the past so that you can possess the new, and it means a stretch of your faith. That's what God is challenging you with. He gave you that prophetic word to challenge you to stretch out there and believe him even stronger. Isaiah chapter 43 is a familiar a couple verses, verses 18 and 19, it says, Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? It's talking about prophetic perception. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. In other words, there's. it looks like nothing is happening. But believe me, something new is happening. Amen. And so I want to challenge you to start thinking the old is over. The old is over. God told Joshua, 
Moses is dead. It's time for you to begin to start the new. And it was something that had never occurred before. It was a new advance. We need to be looking for supernatural releases of the new that God has for our lives. You're not crazy for holding on to your dream or holding on to your prophetic word. It may, it may have been a long time coming. But listen, God had to rework some things in order to realign life for you to fulfill your destiny. He has a way figured out for you. That prophecy is coming to pass. It's in, inside of that prophetic word is the ability for it to come to pass. It is the, the ability for it to fulfill itself is in, impregnated in that prophetic word. And God is making a way in the wilderness some of you had to walk through wilderness, and you're wondering why you had to walk through wilderness. That's where the new is being launched. God's going to bring immediately relief, immediate relief for you. Streams are going to begin to flow, even in the wastelands or the unproductive places of our lives. Suddenly, there's going to be a flow. So that's why Isaiah is prophesying, forget the former. Do not dwell on the past. Now the new begins to spring forth, new wisdom, new opportunity, uh, new challenges, new favor, new blessings. God is doing new things, and you're going to start seeing this word uh, begin to hit and come to pass. The closer we get to the new year, it's going to become more accelerated for you. And this is the time for you to get excited about the new manifesting in your life now. Old things, the Bible says, pass away. They, they become deceased. Uh, they cease to exist. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things, not some things, but all things have become new. God is releasing a fresh wave of the Holy Spirit into this generation. And things are becoming new. I'm telling you, uh, there is a a vision inside of me of a generation of young people who are complacent in church, young people who are who have been there, done that, seen it all. They really are not as excited about church as they were maybe 10 years ago. Uh, but there is a fresh wave of the Holy Spirit coming into this generation. And this is part of the awakening. God is awakening them from deep within. And listen, it is a new anointing like Joshua and the children of Israel to slay giants and possess the promised land. Let your prophetic gifting and your anointing begin to reveal glimpses of the future to you. That's how the prophetic works. God gives you a quick glimpse you know, uh, Bishop Hammond years ago would, would be training us in the prophetic, and and he'd say some people uh, like like Bishop uh, would get a just a flash of light, and it's like the old Polaroid uh, cameras, the Instamatic cameras. Uh, the it has a flash of light, and the and the picture would come out, and nothing is on there blank. Uh, But eventually, something begins to develop. A picture begins to come clearer. And 
Listen, God has given you glimpses, prophetic glimpses of what's coming in your future. And these things are going to start developing. uh, And you're going to start recognizing that you have an anointing to possess your promised land, to possess what God prophesied. Remember one day, Joshua and Caleb were marching around the mountain and the Jordan would not roll back. But the next day, the Jordan did roll back. And so one day it didn't work. One day it was frustrating. One day it was just a promise off in the distance. But the next day, it was time to possess the promised land. And so what I'm telling you is God is challenging you to stir up the gift of God within you. Begin to look at what God has has prophesied and promised you. And begin to let that picture develop again within you. Let the, the prophetic gifting and anointing begin to reveal a glimpse, a flash of light of your future to you. And take some time to imagine with God. Imagine with him. The word imagine uh, can be broken up into three words, image in me. Imagine, image in me, imagine, imagine me. And so God wants you to get a prophetic image of the future inside of you. <clears throat> so that's why uh, Apostle Paul said uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, we, we see through a, a dark glass dimly, we just get a quick flash. And that picture begins to develop something on the inside of us. And, you know, I remember... Uh, the Lord used me three times to raise three different people from the dead. I've seen blind eyes opened. I've seen deaf ears opened. I've seen uh, kneecaps form where they had been uh, ground down and, and, and were no longer there. God put new kneecaps. I've seen uh, backs that were fused together with, uh, with uh, metal uh, God healed them and put new backbone in there where they had full mobility, where before they could not uh, bend over or those kind of things. I've seen all kinds of creative miracles. But you know where I saw it first? In my imagination, my my prophetic gifting. God shows me shows me things, and I spend time imagining with God and allow God to show me. And so... I remember when I prayed for um, a, a young man that had been uh, hit by a Mack truck when he was 18, and this was he was now 37, and uh, and his spine was fused together with metal, and I didn't know anything about the Mack truck. I didn't know anything about the uh, the metal in his back or anything, but I knew when I was praying earlier in the day, God showed me a man reaching down and touching his toes. And so I prayed for this man as he came up, and I told him to reach down and touch his toes, and he did. And to his surprise, God removed all that metal in his back, gave him bones, vertebrae again, and he had a normal uh, functioning back and ran around the church celebrating Jesus. It was, it was, a, uh, it was the prophetic development of imagination, of what God wanted to do in the future. And so I'm encouraging you 
with the story, let God begin to give you glimpses of the future and then imagine what it's going to be like. Let faith arise. God created you to use your Holy Spirit-led imagination, and that too can be very prophetic. Allow God to create a new image of victory. You know, the world is always beating you up with the negative. Uh, You know, you're not going to own a home. You're not going to be able to buy something. Your finances are not going to go that way. You know, the enemy beats up like that, and and he pushes his negative negativity and his, that image uh, to get that image on the inside of you for you to develop that image. Don't develop that image. Press into God. Let God give you the prophetic glimpse of the future, even by sometimes reading your prophetic words. Uh, reading them again and again. Let God develop that picture in you and then stand firm on that. When you've done all to stand, continue to stand and allow God to give that new image of victory and success and prosperity. You know, I believe Joshua and Caleb had to use their prophetic imagination to see the future of possessing the promised land. Can you imagine 40 years of looking into the promised land, knowing they're going there. But they had to imagine what it was like to to fight those giants and take them out. And and I want to encourage you, allow a new image of God doing the miraculous in you and with you. Uh, That's part of the prophetic. Can you imagine miracles? Imagine miracles happening when you pray for somebody. Imagine that... Uh, their their headache goes uh, when you lay hands on them. Imagine that. You know, I, I remember uh, in a restaurant one time there was a, a child that was uh, that was uh, not breathing and he was dying. And the parents were of another uh, religion, and uh, they were doing all their their thing, and nothing was happening. And the child was in this. Um, uh, uh, convulsing state and uh, I said can I pray for your child and they said yes I said in the name of Jesus they said yes so I went and prayed for the child in the name of Jesus and peace came over the child and the child began to breathe normal and to their surprise uh, they received a miracle from Jesus at that point a, a nurse that was in the restaurant uh, call, had called an ambulance. They got into the ambulance and went off to the hospital. But the nurse came back to the restaurant and said, I, I want you to know, I just led those people to Jesus because of that miracle that the Lord did for that baby. See, you got to imagine what's going to happen when that when when something breaks down in front of you. What's Are you going to be there for God to use? Use your sanctified imagination Uh, in a prophetic way, uh, that when you pray for people, miracles can happen. I imagine miracles all the time. Um, A new prophetic imagination or daydreaming about God's vision coming to pass in your your life, that's part of the prophetic. Uh, What has God already prophesied over you? Are you imagining those things? Are you allowing that image in you? Part of the prophetic is to allow God to have that 
real estate in your heart, in your imagination. What is it going to be like? You know, uh, the old teaching was name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, you know, those kind of things. But there was a principle of calling those things which be not as though they already were, and that still works in the prophetic. If God has already said it, you need to prophesy it. Say it again. Start seeing it coming to pass in your heart. And watch what God can do. God wants you to begin to imagine that the old is gone for good and the new is here to stay. I remember coming out of poverty. I remember coming out of my house when I was just a a, uh, a 14-year-old boy. And uh, we lived in a condemned house. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and and believing that God was going to prosper me. And I ran out of that house. I ran out the front door in my pajamas, and I pointed at the house, and I said, Poverty, you will not contain me. I will prosper. And I began to have a vision on the inside of me of prosperity. And let me just tell you, God has been faithful to prosper me. He broke poverty off of my life. And he's prospered me every day since then. You've got to get a vision on the inside of you. Let the prophetic inspire an image in you and use your imagination with the Holy Spirit to begin to develop something bigger. And you watch how he ramps up the power on that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Many people stop right there. But verse 10 is how it all comes to pass. So it says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, uh, nor has it entered in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But then verse 10 says, But God has revealed them to us through his Holy Spirit, For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. And so the Holy Spirit begins to develop that picture, that prophetic picture within you, so that you can begin to see it. You can begin to imagine it. You know, uh, you can begin to, if you're, if you're, uh, I I used to go out and and, uh, test drive new cars. Uh, I'd drive my, my, clunker car to the car lot and I'd drive the new car just to test drive it so I'd get that image on the inside of me you know we've we drive new cars God blessed us with that and this is how you develop that prophetic image on the inside of you sometimes the beginning of the prophetic is the Holy Spirit showing me a picture and it develops as I meditate on it you know God may wake me up in the middle of the night and just start with a quick glimpse. And as I press into the Lord and I pray and I meditate on it, God begins to develop that picture. <clears throat> and I want to encourage you that all, all the prophetic, by the way, all prophetic has to line up with the Word of God, with the written Word of God. The, the Bible is the standard by which all prophecy must be judged. It is the, it is the complete counsel of God and and that we're not prophesying new scripture uh, and so the prophetic uh, has to line up with the word of God the Bible I heard someone emphatically teaching recently 
about a doctrine that was totally not biblical. It was something out of a rabbinical uh, book. Uh, an older rabbi had written this book 100 years ago, and, uh, and they were basing all this doctrine and these teachings uh, on this particular uh, book that a rabbi wrote. That is not the Bible. That is someone's commentary on the Torah. That was a rabbinical commentary on the first five books of the Bible. And so that is not the Bible. And so uh, you, have to, uh, you, you have to be sure whatever prophetic uh, is being presented or whatever prophetic is being pondered lines up with the word of God. Amen. So this person was teaching emphatically about this uh, doctrine that they had, that they were believing now, and they were saying it was a prophetic revelation, and it was spectacular, but it was not biblical. And the Bible says in First Corinthians fourteen, I believe it is verse thirty-nine. It says, "Let the prophets prophesy, and let the other prophets judge." So prophecy is judgeable. Uh, the prophetic has to be judgeable, <clears throat> whether it is a prophecy <clears throat> or a prophetic teaching. It has to be judged according to the word of God. I've heard some prophetic things out there that are so spectacular, they're just unjudgeable. And uh, not that God is not a spectacular God with spectacular plans, because he is, but all prophecy, whether prophetic teaching prophetic vision, prophetic uh, revelation. It needs to be aligned with the written word of God. And God's word uh, from his true prophets is a word of his power, and it is creating as it is being spoken, but it is in line with God's word. Apostle Paul wrote regarding prophecy that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. And so the, the prophetic uh, also produces the power of fulfillment of that word. And so uh, Apostle Paul went on to say his speech was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of his power. And so when we prophesy, it has to line up with the word of God, or it's just someone's imagination or opinion. Let me be clear. <clears throat> First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 20, it says, despise not prophesying. That means to count it a lesser thing. The word despise there means to count it a lesser thing than the word of God. And so I, I'm not saying despise prophesying. We must not count it lesser uh, than God's voice. But read the rest of that. It says, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, and hold fast to that which is good. In other words, let go of what's not good. If it's not good and it doesn't, it's not proven out by Scripture, let it go. So in Paul's day, there was apparently some that were saying things that were not God's prophetic words, but men's opinions and enticing words of man's wisdom. And some were not believing in prophecy because of that. And we see that thing happening today. Some people are discounting the prophetic uh, because some of the things that some of these younger uh, 
um, less experienced prophets are prophesying, and it's so spectacular sounding. Uh, some people are just all on board because it's so spectacular, <clears throat> but it's not the Bible, and they're not coming to pass. So some people are rejecting prophecy, despise not prophesyings, uh, but hold fast to that which is good and prove all things. And so I celebrate the emerging uh, prophetic movement and young prophets, but there are biblical standards that need to be used uh, to prove all things so that we can hold fast to the true prophetic words. Amen. No man is infallible. No man, it, it, no man has a record of 100% never missing it. You know, one of my great friends and a mentor was uh, Kim Clement, Prophet Kim Clement. And I watched him prophesy uh, hundreds and hundreds of times. And uh, one time he was in a meeting and he uh, was on the front row prophesying over different people. I mean, prophesying their address, uh, the street they live on, uh, their names of their relatives, just such accuracy. And then he came to one guy and he said, is your name Bob? And the guy said, no. He said, is your, is your father Bob? He said, no. Anybody in your family named Bob? He said, no. Do you know anybody named Bob? He said, no. He said, well, bless God, your name should be Bob. And he walked on. <clears throat> but he missed it. And it's okay to miss it. <clears throat> See, the, the sign of a mature prophet can understand that we can miss it. Nobody's infallible. Uh, we, we sometimes uh, don't get it right. <clears throat> but if you'll, if you'll hold fast to what's true and prove all things, uh, you'll, get, you'll get the word of the Lord right. Amen. So our prophetic preaching must be sound in doctrine, and our prophesying must be accurate, bringing anointed results. Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 3, <clears throat> there were also false prophets among the people, even as there were, were also false teachers among you uh, who, will, who will secretly bring, bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who, who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their destructive waves, ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. And so there is a level of the prophetic out there uh, where some people are just prophesying just their own imagination and not, and not uh, balancing it to the word of God. Uh, and these great deceptive words are deceiving people, but you know what they're finding is that they get invited to churches and they receive large offerings because of it. But if they're not teachable and able to uh, adjust and realize that no one's no one's infallible and people can miss it, if they don't do that, the Bible says that they will be swift uh, to destruction. You know, I believe we have to learn to discern. And we have to, have to have more of these prophetic workshops so that we can prove out the prophetic and hold fast to what is, what is good and not despise prophesying. 
So I'll be teaching more about this. Uh, and, you know, I feel impressed to teach about it through the rest of 2022, which is just a few weeks, uh, so that we can really launch 2023 properly. Uh, but I wanted to encourage you in that instruction in righteousness is always necessary. Apostle Paul wrote everything we know about the New Testament prophets, and he was an apostle. So apostles have great revelation as well. But prophets in the, in the New Testament are very different from prophets in the Old Testament. Prophets in the Old Testament, if they missed it once, they were, they were to be wiped out and killed. Uh, but in the New Testament, uh, there's so many examples of prophets missing it in the New Testament. And it's good that they're there. Uh, you know, even Agabus was prophesying to Paul that he wasn't supposed to go to Rome. It was a, it was a wrong word. He missed it. That was out of his own imagination. Uh, but prophets in the Old Testament and prophets in the New Testament are different. But there's some things that are similar, some things that are the same, and you can't just judge everything by the Old Testament standard. We have to apply God's wisdom, His grace, His mercy. And remember, wisdom is the principal thing, and all you're getting, get wisdom. So it doesn't matter what the prophetic word says. Wisdom trumps it all. Wisdom is the principal thing. In Ephesians chapter 1, Apostle Paul wrote that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so prophetic insights, prophetic wisdom, prophetic revelation given in, given in prophetic words always lines up with the word of God. And Jesus is the word. He and the word are one. The word and the spirit agree. And no matter how spectacular the prophetic word sounds, if it doesn't line up with scripture, then it's not the word of Jesus, the word who was made flesh. Amen. Amen. Mature prophetic voices need to be honored and respected. And I believe you're about to see a great distinction uh, of those that are, are novices, those who are prophets in training, and those who are mature prophetic voices that should be honored and respected. You know, uh, older people know a lot about being young, but young people don't know anything about being old. And so there is the Bible talks about respecting and regarding your elders. And there has to be a fresh honor and respect for those that are elders of the faith, elders who have a, 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 a wisdom bank, uh, a hard drive full of wisdom of the years of learning and growing. And there needs to be a resurgence of honor and respect for elders uh, in the church. And I believe you're about to see that distinction come forth. Amen. Amen. I want to shift to receiving communion now. We're almost out of time. Uh, but I want to come to the table of the Lord. And uh, I want to, this is the day after Thanksgiving and so I want to uh, come to the table of the Lord together as a community of faith, as a prophetic community, and I want to honor God and receive communion together with you. Amen. So, Father, we thank you uh, for the ecclesia that you are building, Jesus. And we come to the table of the Lord with a heart of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving really is every day for the believer. God, you are faithful. You are faithful to your people. 
you will never, ever, ever let us down. Never. Your timing may challenge our flesh, but you'll never let us down. You know, I just sense that some of you are being healed of rejection right now. Rejection. Some of you have been rejected. Rejected by others, rejected by the church. The Bible says, this is this not the cup of blessing wherewith we bless? I believe the blessing today is going to remove the curse of rejection off of you right now. God's healing you of rejection. Jesus was rejected so that you'll never be rejected by God. He was wounded for our healing. Amen. I want to encourage you to open your heart to him today and receive communion. Receive his love, that common union with him, that communion with him. Amen. In Luke chapter 22, it says, When the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. When he said to them, then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And then he took the cup and he gave thanks and he said, this is, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Lord, I thank you for the body of Christ. Your body was broken for us. Lord, I pray that you would be that you would be blessed as we remember you and partake of your body together. It says he took bread and he gave thanks. Father, we thank you for the bread, for the body of Christ, and he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, I remember how you broke us free, how you set us free. I'm so thankful to you today for all that you've done. And as we receive the body of Christ and eat the bread, we remember you, Jesus. You may partake of the bread. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. You know, there is a brokenness of his presence here with us right now. In his presence is fullness of joy. And Lord, I just speak strength to your people. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And Lord, we pray for every family. We pray for every individual. We pray for our churches. We pray for our nations. Father, in the midst of bitterness and anger, cleanse us with your precious blood. Let your presence be so strong now. Let your blood cleanse us. The blood that speaks of better things than that of Abel. May drink the cup. Lord, I pray that you would heal 
that you would continue to move mountains for your people, that you would intervene, that you would turn things around now, that you would heal hearts and lives. We are the people that you chose for this hour. You didn't choose us to live in any other hour, but you've raised us up for such a time as this. We are your people that you chose to shine forth your light in this dark world, and we thank you for your precious sacrifice. We remember all that you've done today, and with a grateful heart of thanksgiving, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done. We honor and bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I want to encourage you, anticipate your breakthrough. Anticipate things turning around. Amen. Anticipate God doing something great for you. Imagine it. Begin to see it on the inside of you. God's going to give you your miracle. Amen. Amen. I want to thank every one of you who continue to stand with us here at Speak Life. Thank you for those who continue to give offerings and sow seeds uh, into this prophetic ministry. And from the depths of our heart, I want to say thank you. My family and I, we thank you. The ministry, the staff, we say thank you. Thank you for helping us reach the nations with the, the word of hope, the word of life, the word of prophecy. If you desire to sow a seed to help us to continue to release the word of the Lord and equip the people of God, because that's what we do. We equip the people of God. We're not just called to to preach great messages, but we're called to equip the people of God. There's several ways you can give. You can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. Text any amount to the number 84321, and uh, and you can have a record of your giving from there, and it, it's a great way to give. You can also click on the link on our website, martylayton.com, uh, speaklifetv.com, or lifepointchurch.cc. There's a link on all three of those websites. You can You can go there if you want to, or if you prefer to mail in your offering, you can mail it to P.O. Box, 1822 Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822 Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. If you're watching on social media, there's a link in the comment section you can click on. You can give that way. Again, I want to encourage you to get acquainted with Rumble. Um, I don't know how we're getting strikes or shadow bans or those kind of things. Uh, but that's happening on YouTube and it's happening on Facebook. Uh, but there's no censorship on Rumble. And so I encourage you, check out rumble.com. Find us on there. Uh, get acquainted with frankspeech.com. Frankspeech.com is uh, also a great platform that, that we broadcast on. I know that in some ways we're, we're, uh, uh, we're rubbing the, the liberals the wrong way. Uh, and those liberal social media platforms, they don't like some of the things that we say or the way that we say them. Uh, but you could check out Rumble or frankspeech.com and, uh, and find us there. Um, you know, it is, 
it's uh, a challenge when you're facing some of the things that we're facing uh, with censorship. Uh, but that kind of stuff uh, doesn't uh, doesn't surprise me. Uh, so I want to encourage you take time to find us on these other platforms as well. And uh, I believe in free speech. And uh, I believe that's America. America has free speech. And uh, we're supposed to have free speech. Uh, it, our our, our uh, rights don't come from government. Our rights come from God. And we allow government uh, to manage these things. And that's the way our nation was set up. And so I encourage you to uh, be a, a voice for God right where you are. And don't let anybody censor your voice. Amen. So again, our, our websites are speaklifetv.com, martylayton.com, and lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepoint has an E on the end of it. So thank you again for standing with us. I promise to always give you a, a fresh word of the Lord, a fresh word of encouragement. And I want to thank you for standing with us. I also want to thank... Today's sponsor, Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Mike Lindell is an amazing man of God, and uh, he is fighting for freedom in America. And he has a a vision, and he has a spiritual fortitude to fight this fight. He is the man God chose to fight this fight, and he's doing a great job at it. And uh, I believe America shall be saved, and it's going to take warriors standing up and fighting the good fight of faith. And Mike Lindell is one of those guys. And so he is sponsoring. Part of the sponsorship of Speak Life is uh, MyPillow and Mike Lindell. And so I encourage you, go to MyPillow.com, patronize his website, buy pillows, buy blankets, buy towels, buy the things that he has available. Also, MyStore.com. MyStore.com is where you're going to find this, the My Coffee. Now, this stuff is incredible. I got to tell you, I drink it every day. It's a great cup of coffee. It's organic. Uh, it's very uh, smooth. Uh, it's it's the best cup of coffee out there. Uh, but I want to encourage you, patronize them. MyStore.com, MyPillow.com. And when you go there, use the promo code MARTY. M-A-R-T-Y. That's my first name. Use the promo code MARTY. You're going to receive the deepest discounts available, in some cases up to 90% off. And they're running all kinds of Christmas specials. Um, man, you'll be surprised at how many products are on there. Uh, some of you prefer to use the phone to make your place your order. You can do that by a, a specific number uh, designated to us. That number is 800-859-2938. Just remember to use the promo code Marty. So we get credit for what you're doing. And, you know, it's a great way to support Speak Life. You get great products. You get great discounts. Uh, and you're also supporting Mike Lindell and what he's doing for our nation. So just remember, use the promo code MARTY. MARTY, M-A-R-T-Y. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Speak Life. Join us next week right here. Uh, Friday nights, we're live at 7 p.m. Central Time. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Just look for me at Marty Layton. I'm on all the platforms. And uh, tune in live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Rumble. Rumble. You got to check out Rumble. 
check it out. It's like an alternative to uh, these other platforms, but no censorship. And so I appreciate them and uh, how they've rolled out the platform for us as well. And so I encourage you, check out our podcast. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Speak Life is on iTunes, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, every other podcast network out there. You'll find us there. <clears throat> but remember, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. You are born to be prophetic. You're created to be prophetic. You're created to hear the voice of your Father. And then echo that voice. Proverbs 18.21 says that the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so that's why we encourage you, remember to always speak life. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.